you're on air with Douglas, where fans are connected to their favorite celebrities. And now, here's your host, Douglas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to On Air with Douglas. It is Wednesday, April 17th, coming to you live from the West Coast. Uh, today you get two Dougs. Not only do you get me, but you get another Doug, Doug Davidson, who has put Paul Williams on CBS's daytime for the last 35 years. And what's ironic, I was just telling him, he don't even look 35, so he must have been doing this from birth. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Doug, to the show. How are you? Buttering up your guest. That's what you're doing. You're buttering up your guest. Um, I'm doing great. It's a, um, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful day here in uh, California. And... Um, Enjoying uh, uh, the continuation of celebrating 40 years uh, of the Young and the Restless. Yeah, so that's so. Besides uh, Jeannie Cooper, you two are the only ones that's been on the longest, right? Of the of the current that's cast. true. She's uh, she's been on. I think she came um, she came on six months after the show started, and uh, I came on in seventy uh, eight, uh, nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. So five years later, yeah, and then you know we well, have uh, other characters that came on. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Melody came next at, in 1979, and then Eric, Eric followed uh, 79, 80, and then the show went to an hour, and there was a, a huge influx of uh, um, the show uh, we know today. Yeah, very few. Uh, I think Jeannie was really the only uh, character that lasted from uh, 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 the original half-hour days. Uh, 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 my character was developed for the hour, pretty much, um, mm-hmm. as as Nikki was, and uh, Eric came on by accident, and uh, Bill was so enthralled with the fact that he finally got. Uh, uh, a leading man with cojones, <laughs> and well, the rest is soap opera history. Exactly. Well, I have to congratulate you. I mean, you know, May of 1978—that's 35 years next month, and uh, so congratulations. I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, you no, know, thanks. We've seen so yeah, many- it's been—it's uh, been quite a ride. It's been uh, um, uh, uh, just a wonderful journey of uh, uh, working with so many. Uh, gifted and talented people in all uh, areas of our production. Uh, you know, starting with uh, um, Bill, of course. He uh, he had laser-like focus in uh, developing a show, and I, I I can't ever remember a time when he actually wasn't thinking about the show or uh, yeah. gaining ideas or writing notes or uh, he was. Uh, most often the first in the studio and uh, uh, he would leave in the uh, late afternoon so I mean uh, had to work at home it was uh, uh, constant and uh, really uh, rewarding I was so young when I started I wish I could have uh, appreciated more of his uh, um, uh, uh, of the kind of guy it took to get uh, where he got I was he was pretty pretty well established by the time uh I arrived but uh it's a it's a tough business and uh he certainly uh knew how to do it. Yeah. So are you similar or not as similar as as Paul? Is there any uh, similarities between the two? 
Um, I think that uh, after 35 years of playing uh, playing the character, I, I try and bring um, uh, a part of the spirit of my soul into Paul, certainly. Uh, yeah. He makes uh, uh, different choices than uh, I have in my personal life, but certainly in the in the beginning, it was uh, it was crazy because I always used to think that. Uh, you know, Bill had some sort of surveillance camera on uh, uh, on me personally because so often what I was going through as Paul would be mirrored by uh, um, what I was going through in real life. So yeah, there's you know, it it, uh, it goes in and out. But I think that's the, the secret of uh, really great writing is that uh, you can. Uh, uh, you can understand and appeal what the the, the uh, what makes a certain character uh, run and tick, and you you, you see the uh, um, the heartbeat, as he used to call it. Yeah. Now, going back to the beginning, uh, when how did uh, this role come about, and you know how did you become part of the show? Um. <clears throat> I was at a, um, a turning point in my life, and I was in a taekwondo class, and um, I had uh, I was taking a uh, uh, an acting class in uh, Hollywood, the, the Vincent Chase Acting Workshop, and uh, I was driving taxi and uh, from five at night to five in the morning, and uh, it was uh, thinking that I could. Uh, go out on interviews during the day, but, you know, I was so tired from driving home night that I'd end up getting, uh, uh, you know, getting my life together around one or two in the morning, or one one or two in the afternoon, and then have just a few hours before I start driving again. So that wasn't too effective, but in in this uh, taekwondo class, there were three people. Um, One was a restaurant manager. Uh, One was the husband of uh, Victoria Mallory, who played Leslie on the show, um, Mm -hmm. being the restless. And um, and I forget the third one. But each each um, uh, I ended up getting a job at the restaurant and becoming friends with uh, Mark Lambert, Victoria's uh, um, husband. And uh, as a favor to him, they had uh, car issues. So I rode down to uh, CBS Television City uh, as a favor. And John Conboy, the then executive producer, was coming out, and I was introduced to him. And a couple of weeks later, he called and uh, um, wanted to see me for the role of Paul. And I took, uh, I went down there with uh, my sister and my best friend, uh, Rick Springfield, way before Jesse's Girl in General Hospital. And they waited in the lobby while I went and read for um, for the role of Paul. And it went, uh, uh, I didn't think I got it, actually. So I was kind of depressed. And I didn't hear anything from my agents or managers or anything like that. And one Sunday evening, I got a call from uh, uh, the wardrobe lady uh, wondering what kind of wardrobe I had in mind for uh, the show that went on uh, Tuesday. And I I think it was a Tuesday. And I have uh, I had no idea that you even got in the role. So um, I was flabbergasted and... Uh, uh, I started uh, uh, 
work. It went very smoothly and went well. And fan letters came in, and uh, they just hung on to me. And when the show went to an hour, Bill decided to uh, 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 build from within. So he uh, uh, he brought in my family, and um, uh, that's that's pretty much how it started. The the, the first. Uh, uh, story was with uh, the first Nikki, which was played by a, a girl by the name of Erica Hope, and she was replaced the following year by Melody Thomas. Mm. And uh, that's that's how it went down. So it was yeah. kind of like that that drug store. I forget the the name of. It was a chance meeting that turned into. Uh, um, Unless you believe in destiny, which I kind of do, because the three people in the, uh, 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 I guess I was uh, the the two people in my karate class really led to uh, uh, my immediate and future success. Oh. I've been watching for since about eighty three, eighty four. My earliest memory of Paul was uh, saving Lauren from being buried alive by Sean Garrett. I'm sure you oh that right! As well. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. That was a fun storyline back then. That was yeah, that was great. Point. I think we uh, we went up to Pier 57 or whatever it was in San Francisco, and uh, uh, it was one of our earlier remotes. Uh, Steve Ford was there, and uh, mm-hmm. Tracy, of course, and uh, we uh, uh, running all over San Francisco for a few days. It was uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Now, Paul has been, you know, the good guy for so, so long. And, you know, there was some times, a couple times with the, like with the situation with Paul and Cricket where he's a little forceful uh, with her. And then, you know, of course, most recently you have done a fantastic job with uh, the storyline. And I give you two total kudos with the storyline regarding uh, Ricky. Uh, the oh, thanks. That, you know, where, where yeah, Paul, actually, Paul uh, started out as a bad guy. He was, uh, uh, he was, uh, 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 trying to convince uh, uh, Nikki to, uh, she had a, uh, I think originally uh, they had a love interest for her, uh, and I'm trying to think of the guy's uh, character name. He was a doctor, and I was the contrast to the uh, uh, the doctor. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess uh, somewhere along the line, Bill decided to. Uh, uh, have this whole catharsis with uh, um, Paul and, and turn him from this bad guy into uh, uh, this good guy, and it, it covered uh, oh, probably uh, three uh, three storylines that that transition. Uh, the first being uh, the one with Nikki, and then the second being uh, uh, the one with April, that where he, they had an illegitimate child, Heather, and. Um, um so that was that was probably the first transition and then later he uh, was clearing his dad from being framed by the mob and so there was there was um it, it was it was not always a good guy and it with uh, uh it did uh which was which was fun to play from from being a bad guy into you know seeing the light and having the retribution of uh um uh, uh, the character into uh, um, um, who he, who he is today. The the yeah. the storyline with with Chris uh, 
um, I, I don't know exactly what happened to the the end of it, but um, it was it was pretty fascinating. It uh, she was taunting him as as much as uh, uh, he, he was taunting her, and as you know, they were they were driven apart artificially by um, mm-hmm. um, Michael Baldwin and uh, Isabella. So they probably yeah. never, never fell completely out of love, and uh, there was a lot of uh, strong emotions, obviously, in that because uh, they still had feelings for one another. Yeah, um, I just recently had Trisha Cast on, and I was we were talking about how um, how she was her last scene was her and Danny uh, walking the streets, taking a tour of the city, and uh, you know. You know, the regime change happened. So before that, it was all about uh, Danny and Chris. They had that mad, passionate sex. And then they come back, and then she's, you know, it's all about Paul and Cricket. So we never got to, uh, anyway, Trisha was saying, um, well, Danny and I are still out touring Genoa City. We're still waiting to be back. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, they, um, we've had a couple of those. um, uh, Well, and I think, obviously, the, uh, the resolve with uh, the Ricky storyline was right in the middle of the uh, the most recent re- regime change, and I, I don't really know what the uh, uh, the original intended outcome was. With uh, I, there were shadows and finding the missing knife, and uh, so I mean it was leading up to something that I don't know that uh, uh, one regime did not pass on to the other. So. Um, yeah, there was but, there were uh, there were hints there with uh with the somebody in the graveyard and we all you know, we the audience think it was, you know, uh Isabella coming, you know, for revenge, but that like you said, it just kinda went away. And the, there was a there was a shadow I think uh in the uh with the knife in the gutter and um, yeah. so yeah, I don't know uh I don't know what, what was intended, but uh uh it, it uh it the, the resolve turned into the uh uh the bullying storyline mm-hmm. with uh, yep. Jamie right tying the yep. uh, uh saving one kid having lost one mm-hmm. now as a as a parent and as a parent as well i mean this had this this whole storyline had to be so tough for you because i mean i mean you're phenomenal as it is but this last year you know after dealing with uh Stacy playing you know, your your sister Patty into um, you know uh, Ricky coming in and then you, know, you having to kill your son and then going through watching Daniel who played Jamie trying to try to commit suicide. Your character has been through so much this last year and and, and a half or so. Uh, yeah. you, how did you how did you get into that place to 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 pull off such an amazing uh, storyline? Oh uh, well, first of all, thanks. Uh, I, I uh, uh, appreciate your. Uh, Comments and compliments. Um, hmm. I I, uh, I was told once that um, it's hard to become a true artist until uh, uh, one turns forty, and uh, you know everyone under forty, well, of course, as I did, would take uh, offense to it. But there there comes a, a time in your life when you begin to see. Um, of uh, how the circles uh, uh, complete themselves, and um, so that certainly 
uh, aided in in uh, uh, my feelings. My own kids um, were uh, growing up and moving on to doing things in their own lives and um, aging parents. I'd lost uh, my mom uh, two weeks after Bill Bell passed. Mm. So that was uh, so. There was a, a, a lot of life experiences that, uh, um, uh, you know, not the least of which being middle age as uh, uh, going through middle age too has uh, uh, given me a, a, a different perspective than I would have had you know, a decade ago. Or, or uh, um, so I guess the, the texture of life and and, and the world began to come clear to me as um, as a performer and an artist. And I think the, the fact that I'd been doing it uh, for so long, there, there comes um, uh, uh, an ease in how you approach things. And you're not panicked if uh, uh, you're not feeling the moment at the instant or, I, I mean, everything is... Uh, so mercurial, it's it's very fluid, and and I think that's probably what I learned more in the second half of my professional life is that you know there uh, it will it will if you let it your your spirit and your soul will find find the truth in uh, in what you're trying to express, and uh, I, I would guess those are the things that. Uh, for me personally, help me uh, uh, grow as an artist. Yeah. Does that answer was, your question? Yeah, yeah, that, that was fantastic. And I mean, you know, the uh, the the actor who played Ricky was so good. He was so good at that that sort of you know Isabel. You know, he had that Isabel in him, and and he was so good at that. And to to see Paul have to do what he had to do, I mean. It, it, as a parent, I was actually, I was, just... so, I was so very nervous about it because the uh, the storyline with Chris and the, uh, the what you call the the rough sex or whatever you want to call that, it it, it kind of backfired because they they never tied the uh, they never tied it together and yeah. uh, or or explained it or so I mean it just it just looked uh, uh, incongruous to. Uh, uh, it was more shocking than 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 uh, um, storytelling, and we never really got uh, the resolve with it. So I was a little apprehensive about um, when I first heard the story. Um, uh, if it, if it wasn't written with great finesse, it, it once again it could look, uh, you know, the guy killed his own son. I mean, it's one thing to. Uh, uh, feel guilty about something that he was put in a position where he had no choice, but it was so significant that um, uh, he knew he had no choice. It was a, uh, a father and a, a professional making a split-second decision. So all those things, I think, had to come into play. Um, the storyline, uh, oddly enough, was, uh, I, th I think, accidental. They had... Um, uh, decided that uh, they didn't want uh, um, to continue with uh, Ricky and the story. And one of our producers, uh, Tony Marina, came up with the idea of uh, putting Paul in this, this situation. And uh, uh, Margot Wayne, uh, one of our CBS executives, seconded the motion. And uh, Maria Bell uh, then committed to it and 
uh, uh, that's that's really how it, uh, it it came to be. And I think um, Ricky had been wandering around with without a real purpose for uh, Peter Porte, who was playing the uh, playing the role. And suddenly it all it all came together because he had had a very firm direction uh, as far as Ricky was concerned. And, and suddenly uh, Peter was uh, uh, able to uh, show the fact that he was uh, a gifted actor and uh, he, he could handle some very difficult material. And uh, which he did. He was, uh, I got to tell you, he was uh, incredibly uh, fun to work with and he did some incredibly uh, difficult things. Um, not the least of which is uh, having those bullet things taped to your body and and throwing yourself backwards out, out the window of that bathroom. We had one window. And uh, so he had, uh, not only did he have to perform uh, in the scene, but he had to uh, uh, make sure the stunt went without a hitch because there was no uh, no going back. Yeah. So hats off to him. Yeah. Yeah, he was he's, he was phenomenal. I hope he uh, you know finds something else really soon because he's really did, he's definitely great at, at his genre as well. Yeah, he's yeah, he's still in the running for best supporting actor on uh, in the Emmy race. So uh, he certainly has me rooting for him. Yeah, definitely. Now I got it. You know, on the heels of on the Ricky situation, we just left one. Uh, Pat, uh, Paul just left another situation with uh, played uh, by Stacy Heideck, uh Patty, and that showed Paul in a whole other realm as well. You've really connected with her. I mean, I don't. I, what was it like working with her? Because I've had her on the show, and she's so funny and laughing and everything, and she's so so much energy. But to see her as Patty was so. Different, I and mean, she really nailed it, I believe. So, what was it like um, working with her? She, she is. Uh, she kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, of um, uh, Michelle Stafford in a lot of ways, in terms of their. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's, there's really not much you have to do uh, when you play opposite them, other than uh, uh, jump in and hold on, because mm-hmm. uh, their performances uh, are are so full. And uh, um, uh, multi, deep, multi-dimensional, whatever you want to, and all you, all, all I do is tap into the reality of uh, what's standing in front of me, and um, we we hit it off from day one. But she's open and uh, artistically, uh, Stacy, uh, we're talking about, um, so artistically free that. Uh, it was uh, it was quite easy to do. It was I think the hardest thing for her uh, on a day to day basis is getting into that uh, uh, that dark place that that character and uh, um, uh, on a soap. You know, if you're doing a feature of episodic television, it comes to an end. But on a soap, it can continue for. Uh, uh, months and months and months, so it's not always uh, it's not always a joy to show up for work and uh, have to get into that uh, a really dark mindset. And uh, but through the process of rehearsal and, and uh, uh, running lines and and, and and talking about it, that 
when the countdown happens, uh, she was always right there. Just uh, yeah, really great, really yeah, fun. I mean, uh, and and it's it's fun to be so involved um, in something where uh, at the end of the day you can go, wow. That that turned out completely differently than I thought, and uh, it was uh, it was an e-ticket ride from beginning to end, and that happens so often with uh, with with Stacy. Yeah, yeah, she is she is uh, phenomenal, and I hate you know you know when she came on the scene, you know she played one person, but it was really somebody else, and uh, you know it's just really Patty, but she played uh, Mary. Mary Jane Vincent, and, and it was just she was just so cool at that, and then um, then she ended up being Emily Peterson, and it was just like, so, I mean, they were very creative with that storyline, and then you know she had to go back to the Looney Bin, so she's there resting right now. I maybe she'll right. come back again in the future. And there were um, there were some my, scenes when uh, I, I mean the first scene where I discovered, uh, I guess I had trapped Mary Jane in a in a um, uh, in the hotel room at. Uh, the athletic club and you know i read it the night before and i went oh my gosh because i had uh an oh no on the discovery of uh of of that she is my sister and uh you know it's it's one of those all or nothing scenes and uh the, the the transition of it was uh in the scene she starts singing uh, of a nursery song that we had uh, um, uh, sung as kids, mm-hmm. and uh, that proves to Paul that she is indeed his sister. And I got to tell you, going up up into it and in in into the rehearsal, and we had no idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was one take and. You know, it. Uh, some thought it was over the top, and I don't know how else you would do it without, uh, uh, you know, just uh, letting go completely. And that's uh, that's kind of how we did it. I I, I got to say, after it was over, I was uh, um, I wasn't sure how it was going to air or turn out, or yeah. um, but it, it certainly um, set off uh, our our working relationship because. Um, there was complete and utter trust uh, uh, on her with me and me with her. So from from that day on, it was uh, you know I got your back, you got mine. It was it was great. She's yeah. incredibly talented. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, you know some family members of the Williams clan you know being brought back to the fold you know over the last few years. Uh, we've had Father mm-hmm. Todd on, and then of course Patty. Um, I know we just lost uh, the late Carolyn Conwell, who played Mary Williams, and right. uh, so my condolences to you for that as well, because you know oh, you guys thanks. are very close. She was she was another one that was uh, in the 25 years that I worked with her, never once um, did she complain or give me a false moment or uh, uh, you know I they they gave her some. Um, some difficult things because she was uh, a smother mother on in some aspects and uh, uh, you know in into Paul after he was a, a man and mature and 
I, I got to say, she was. I, I can't imagine anyone else playing uh, playing that as well as she did. She was just just a, a brilliant actress, and uh, I learned so much from her over the over the years. And uh, never judgmental, never, uh, um, uh, you know. As uh, I'm, I was probably, uh, I'm probably now her age when she started, or even older, and. Uh, she was one of the best acting teachers that uh, I ever had, without yeah. being one. Yeah. And what was it like working with uh, Brett, who played your father, Carl? Weiss? Oh, Brett's fantastic too. There were. Um, um, uh, he's still around. They could bring him back. I, it would have been fun to have him him uh, discover that his uh, his. Uh, his son is now uh, chief of police because he was a uh, a lifetime cop mm-hmm. in Genoa City. Um, he is uh, uh, terrific, and he, we had to do some uh, uh, things that uh, confused us all for a while. He lost his his uh, memory, and we had to track him down. Chris and I had to track him down, and he was with this woman in. in Norfolk, Virginia, and um, I don't think they ever wrote in it. This was a post-Bill Bell um, story, and I don't think they ever had a a resolve again on the, uh, you know, once we found him, they thought it was too bad to have him um, get his memory back. So as far as I know, he's still living in Norfolk, (laughs) Virginia. But um, um, there you have it. Yeah. Now one of my, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, when, uh, when when people say, you know, what's your favorite storyline from Young and Restless over the years? My number one storyline is the Sheila Carter uh, saga regarding uh, Lauren, and then my second one is with uh, Paul, Cassandra, George Rollins, and Adrian. I think oh that yeah, was yeah, one yeah. Okay. Best, best storylines of 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 that time um, as well. And uh, Nina, who played Cassandra, was so beautiful, so talented, uh-huh. and uh, and I love Jonathan. Who it it really uh, was a marvelously complex story that was um, so different than what um, uh, what had been on on daytime uh, historically before. It was um, of, uh, uh, if you read the outline, it sounds like. Uh, um, um, a mystery novel and a uh, 40s or 50s uh, feature film. Um, it was so beautifully thought out and constructed. I thought it's one of Bill Bell's best storylines ever, quite honestly. And um, uh, it was uh, really, really uh, fun to play. It was my first adult storyline. Um, it it uh it all came together the uh our show went to number 1 uh during during that story my daughter was born and i mean just so many things uh happened for me personally that uh um that will always be one of my my favorite stories too i have not i have no idea what uh you know Arvison is doing these days she i do know that uh, after the uh uh, story ended. She uh, went to work on Santa Barbara, but uh, after that, I I kind of lost touch. 
but that was uh, that was great, great, great story. If uh, somebody sent me a synopsis of the story on Facebook just recently, and uh, uh, when you look at all the twists and turns, and the uh, I mean, it was just unheard of for a daytime drama to be that, that complicated. I mean, there was a dry ice weapon, and I, I mean, it went. Yeah. To, uh, he was. He, he set it up that he was, that George was my best client, and I see this woman in uh, a, a mystery woman in an art gallery, and um, uh, we have this mad, passionate love affair. I decide to have my whole office redecorated by this woman. I have no idea who she is, and and uh, I, I never can find her when I want. And George is uh, like a second father to me. Um, I, he's got this uh, whole industry that I'm running security for and he invites me over to the house for dinner and he introduces me to his wife and it's Cassandra mm. and um, uh, he was you know he, he was he walked with a cane and he was impotent and uh, I mean it was uh, uh, wrinkle after wrinkle fold after fold it just uh, uh, was such an incredible uh, uh, plotted story that even as performers we couldn't wait until uh, um, the next script came out to, mm-hmm. to pick it up and see what was going to happen. Great, he was. Uh, I, 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 you know, he's. Uh, it, it, it illustrates really what a uh, uh, fantastic. Uh, um, writer he was. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I read the, the the biography on him uh, from Michael Maloney uh, last year, and I learned so much about him. And you know, when you think back to working with him, you know, what is something that that you learned as an actor working with him? Um, uh, you never suggest story. <laughs> you never <laughs> talked about any of. Uh, 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 you you, you uh, would listen. Um, he, I don't know that he completely understood the process of acting, but he, he, he knew what he wanted. And, um, uh, I, I've, I've said this, um, uh, before, but I had this old, uh, gumshoe office. It was, uh, it was my first, uh, private investigator office and it, it looked like a thirties or forties, uh, uh, detective uh, fiction office, you know, like mm-hmm. my camera or one of those. And they filled uh, the file cabinets with his original uh, outlines. And uh, it was regular size sheet of paper in single space, all caps. Um, and it was uh, completely filled um, top to bottom and I had been in the, some of those shows that the outlines belonged to and it was verbatim so I don't know what, what the what the other writers did that were uh, on the show changing the format or breaking it down into um, uh, episodes or what but uh, I will tell you that uh, it was uh, the whole thing was all in his brain and it uh, I don't know how he could manage to write an hour a day 
And, you know, in those days, I think it was 48 minutes. You know, it's not what it is today. It's 48 minutes of show. And uh, how he was able to do it uh, all by himself like that is just uh, amazing. So all those things, uh, before he passed, I was able to be uh, mature enough to uh, express my feelings and uh uh, he, not unlike uh, Lee, he, it's really hard to give them a compliment without him turning around and uh, and throwing it back at you. So I learned uh, uh, those kind of things, structure, and uh, he always made you feel as though you were part of the team and uh, he couldn't do it without you either. Uh, it was... Uh, 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 you know, it it was only uh, later in life that I realized how uh, truly, truly lucky and blessed I was to be able to work with him for so long. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, chief of the police, when uh, Paul got uh, his uh, promotion, he got a brand new office and jail cell and everything. The whole yes. works. <laughs> so that, now that, that you was, got your little, um, it, it is so cool. I was. Uh, um, you know, for for a while, Paul has been uh, uh, adrift. There, there came down, I think, one, two, three, four, maybe uh, um, administrations ago, where uh, um, uh, in budget cutting measures, they, uh, you know, lost tons of apartments and offices and places of business. And uh, I had been adrift for for quite a long time. And uh, Josh and Jill uh, were trying to figure out how to uh, bring Paul back uh, where he could be uh, a more uh, a character more involved and not just so on the fringe of things. And they came up with the uh, the idea of uh, uh, police chief and uh, updating the uh, uh, the police station. And uh, I was working late. Uh, the night before it was to first being used, so I I walked into the uh, um, Studio 41 where it was being set up, and I saw it, and I was like knocked out. I, I think I went back to my room and uh, sent them an email saying how uh, uh, how honored I was and how uh, thankful I was that they uh, believed in me enough to. Uh, uh, in in these times of uh, uh, physical belt tightening, where uh, they felt it was uh, something they needed to do, and uh, I was a part of it, and I'm uh, forever grateful and flattered that uh, it came to be. It's just terrific. Yeah, and, uh, it does. It looks uh, it's, it's very high tech too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, and it's 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 really functional, and uh, there are some. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, parts of it are smaller than it looks on television, um, but uh, you know that's the way it used to be done in the old days uh, yeah. for the same reason. Um, and uh, it just feels good to have a, a center, you know, a drawer that you can put things in, and uh, a desk where you can uh, do your job, and it, it, ma- it makes uh, such a, a difference when it's. Uh, when an actor can ground himself in a, a set that's done uh, to that detail, and 
got to, I got to hand it to, to, to both of them. I think they, uh, um, uh, took out, took over in very difficult, uh, circumstances. And, um, uh, certainly the, the, the press was all, uh, abuzz with the transitions and, uh, rumors of things that would happen and, and wouldn't happen. But I've got to say they, uh, they have uh, done it with great aplomb and uh, and without uh, creating uh, too many waves. There was not a huge um, uh, uh, story bump. They they tried to uh, s- smooth whatever was going at the time and and redirect redirect it uh, so that it wasn't too abrupt for the. Viewers and uh, I, I think they've done a, a marvelous job on uh, on all those things. Uh, uh, Josh had had uh, experience with our show before, so he knew the characters. That was uh, proved to be invaluable, and uh, um, his uh, his his writing is sharp and as crisp and as smart as ever. Um, it. Uh, I'm. Uh, I gotta say, I'm a fan. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah. And and also in 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 terms of Sony and the network as well. Um, you know, in a time when people are saying uh, it's a dead genre, they're saying uh, not so fast. Um, and I think uh, uh, their commitment. Uh, uh, to our show and to Bold and Beautiful has even made ABC uh, question uh, uh, the idea of uh, letting their last soap go. And I think even uh, General Hospital has shown a, um, a resurgence. And I think due to the to the position of uh, Angelica and uh, the people at Sony and CBS because of their their firm commitment to uh, um, to the I- the idea that storytelling is timeless. We just have to figure out how to do it where we can afford to do it, and um, and we're all working together to that end. Yeah. Well, uh, just to give you a little history, before, we're going to take some a couple of your calls, a couple of your fan calls, but I'll tell you, um, I started the show um, in December of 2011, um, right after we got the word about uh, One Life to Live and all my children being let go. Um, I, there was a lot of fans that were very upset, and I wanted to have a place where people can call and talk about soaps. And um, just at first, it was just fans just calling and talking to each other. And then I thought, well, I'm going to see if I can bring on some guests from from shows. So I sent out some invites. In my first month, I had Michael Damian, Michelle Stafford, and Tracy Bregman. And uh, we've now we're we're now two million fans strong, and we've been on five nights a week, and we're and we've already made some rumblings to Angelica. She knows about us, and uh, she's actually going to be on the show on May seventh. Uh, she invited me to the uh, 40th anniversary cake cutting ceremony uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, uh-huh. so, so I really, uh, you know, I'm just a small percentage of the fans out there that are working hard to just to celebrate and save di- daytime and not let anybody take any more of our shows away from us. And now, I mean, something's happened because we have the two shows from ABC now coming onto the internet. So, and all the ratings are up for all the four daytime shows. So, daytime is 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 doing really well, and I'm really excited for daytime right now. Yeah, me too. I, I just think, uh, um, 
it, uh, it you know for, for me personally having having been on from uh, uh, you know the uh, uh, late 70s until now that uh, you know some some of the thinking that uh, uh, that it's not a viable medium is 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 just uh, r- ridiculous to me. So the yeah. fact that we're seeing a, a, a turnaround in that thinking to me is uh, um, uh, really exciting. Really exciting. Yeah. Now, you, Paul's been through everything, and just when you think you he couldn't get anything else under under his belt, something new comes up. Is there something you like to see Paul do in the future that you haven't seen him do in the first thirty five years? Well, I mentioned earlier in our in our discussion that um, uh, pretty much being uh, raised by Bill Bell, there are certain things that don't come under my um, um, job description, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was well trained never to go. You know, I want to find out what what is uh, in tomorrow's episode, and uh, so I, I I don't think in 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 terms of that. I think of people that I enjoy uh, uh, having scenes with, and uh, and hope that uh, um, you know they explore certain areas with certain characters. But in terms of of um, um, Direct uh, story ideas. I don't. I don't really go there. They've recently written in uh, uh, a guy that was uh, fired from uh, the New York Police Department, mm-hmm. and Alex Chavez uh, and Ignacio plays uh, Alex Chavez, and that's been a, a ton of fun. Our first show together. Uh, I think we did uh, uh, seventeen or eighteen scenes straight from. Um, Ooh, I'd have to say four, five, six shows maybe, and uh, we had never met before, so um, uh, that was really fun. Uh, he brought a lot of, uh, of, of charm and energy, and uh, I had uh, some scenes with Michelle over the uh, the Jamie bullying thing, and uh, she is uh, really, really great to work with. Um, you know, and the regulars like uh, uh, that I work with, Lauren and uh, and uh, Michael, Christian, and Tracy. Uh, that's always great. So um, it is, uh, uh, and even Eric, I, was, I haven't worked for him with him in uh, in ages, and and we had uh, some scenes together, and that uh, uh, brought back a lot of. Uh, uh, memories and that's really fun. So I mo- I more think in terms of uh, gee I hope I hope I have uh, more scenes with these people or, or or that. But in in terms of the story details, I I, I leave that to the uh, I leave that to the professionals. I don't try to do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys are the hardest working actors in the industry, you know, working and memorizing so many pages of dialogue per day. You work all year long. You know, you, you know, nighttime soaps are only on like 22 episodes a year. You guys are on, you know, 365. So, I mean, kudos to all of you and, and for, for doing, you know, the hardest work out there. 
and uh, yeah, I gotta say it's not you. it's not a, uh, it's not easy, and uh, there is uh, every day there's uh, I mean in in uh, for me in the old days we had you know forty to seventy pages of a, a day, and uh, you you have to forget it and uh, um, start again the next day. So it is uh, a, a real uh, mental challenge, and I think you know part of that is. Attributed to my uh, uh, ADD, <laughs> it's just really hard to because uh, it's so intense for of uh, 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 a few hours, and then you have a few hours to recycle and start all over again. So it, there is a there is a definite trick to it, and uh, we have had. Uh, some people from all walks of the entertainment industry do our show and bar none they say it's the the hardest thing they've ever done yeah definitely all right well we'll let you talk to a couple of your big fans and then we'll let you get back to okay so uh let's see here um all right go ahead you're on with doug hello hello yes you're on Hello, uh, Doug Davidson. This is uh, your Facebook friend, Alan McLaren. I talked to you six months ago on another blog talk already, so how are you? Today? Hi, how are you? Very good, very good. I hope everything is going well. Uh, I yeah. just want to say quickly to Doug Lancaster. Doug, thank you for uh, having the show. Really appreciate all the hard work you've done. Thank you. Okay, um, and my prayers for Jeannie uh, Cooper. I just wanted to ask you, like, uh, three quick questions, if that's okay, and then you can get sure. to some of the callers. Okay. Um, one, who's your favorite uh, TV PI? Oh boy. Or detective. Oh jeez, I don't know. I'd have to say. Um, It'd be manic. Oh wow! Well. I used to be a fan of uh, 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 a bunch of them. Probably overall, I'd have to say that I enjoyed uh, Tom Selleck as uh, Magnum PI because. Uh, uh, they they brought in a, a, a humorous aspect as well as, uh, um, but uh, boy, there's a ton of manics and oh, there's there were some really great ones. Um, uh, Erica Braden and Jeannie Cooper were in manics too. I, I actually have the DVD. Oh show. really? But yeah, they're in a couple episodes. Yeah. Together or? Uh, oh no, separate. They, they, separate. Yeah, separate. Okay. Yeah, so we could say that like in one of the like season five and season four or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was yeah, uh, that was uh, a Quinn Martin production, I think. Exactly, um, yeah. and another. This is a Doug Davidson question. I'm curious, what type of music you listen to? Because I don't know your presence. I don't know. Every time I see you, I think of Paul McCartney. I don't know what it is. But, uh. <laughs> I I love Paul McCartney. He's he uh, uh, my best friend. You know is Rick Springfield, and his uh, his uh, all time fave is uh, uh, Paul McCartney as well. And um, that's funny. Um, yeah, I was uh, I, I was a Beatles fan all along. Right now, my focus is uh, pretty much uh, on. Uh, uh, classical music because my daughter is a, a student at the Royal College of Music in London and uh, it's her chosen career so it, it it turns out that usually whatever my kids are interested in I uh, I support them and then become interested in the same things uh, they're interested in and uh, I'm I'm uh, 
lucky enough to have kids that pick uh, interesting things to study. Uh, but overall, that's uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a student of classical music right now. But okay. gosh, I've got uh, uh, you know very eclectic tastes from. Okay. Uh, 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 classical to, to rock to acid rock to um, country to you like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I guess the only thing I, I don't get is uh, uh, hip hop and rock. But I was never really exposed to it, or ex- uh, I, I don't uh, um, I, I I don't appreciate it probably because I don't understand it. Right. I just had two more quick questions because I'm on the fifth get on with the other callers. Um, do you think you'd ever play Bill Bell in a biopic if they ever came to you? Because I think you'd be um, Oh, wow, that would be awesome. Um, uh, that's a really interesting question. I would do it in a heartbeat because um, he, he's a, f- a fascinating, fascinating guy. And... Um, uh, I, I think I have a. Uh, I think I know what uh, how he thinks and and works now after spending uh, uh, so many years around him and uh, and uh, uh, having to deal with our even our interpersonal relationship. That uh, uh, that would be fabulous. I would really enjoy that. I'd have to go away for a year, I think, like uh, Daniel Day-Lewis did with it, Lincoln, but uh, um, it would be uh, really cool. Uh, my last question is, how do you feel about Paul being the police chief? Like, a, That's a big change for you in the sense that all the other characters, like Jack and Mickey and Victor, basically do the same thing every year, but I've noticed one thing with your characters, everything is different, everything really changes for you. Well, I think uh, I think what happened. Um, uh, I mean, uh, honestly, to to be appointed police chief without being uh, uh, on the police force um, is a, 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 a bit of a stretch. Um, usually, they, they hire within or from different departments. Or, uh, uh, but the fact is that Paul has been so deeply connected to that that force and um uh, helped them out a through lot the generations that it's less of a leap um but i think that came about for for story reasons that during the different regimes uh um and the economic cuts he was uh, stripped of his his connections with uh, so much of the cast. So this kind of brings him into the the sphere of uh, the rest of our people in, in Genoa City. And um, it is it is different, but I don't think the responsibility um, for Paul is, is any different. He uh, was usually involved in cases that were um, uh, personal to him, and uh, he tried to handle them with uh, uh, integrity and uh, uh, and truth, and so that that uh, it, it's it's a natural progression, I think, and uh, it's uh, we'll see where it goes, but it's so far it's uh, his uh, success rate, his arrest rate is uh, is pretty good. We got that uh, crooked congressman in yep. uh, in jail, yep. and uh, 
we'll uh, we'll see what uh, what else we can uh, what else we can do. But uh, I'm I'm really excited about the future, the, the prospects. Keep up the good work, Doug. I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, thanks so much, and thanks for calling. I really appreciate your comments, and uh, maybe okay, we can get someone care. to produce bye-bye. that biopic. All right, bye for now. <laughs> All right. Up next is area code 510. Go ahead. You're on with Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Where's 510? Uh, it's actually in the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, awesome. Another Another Cali girl. Yep, I'm a Cali girl. Yeah. Well, I just, I just um, want to say that I'm um, here. First of all, my name is Eve. Eve? Yes. How long have you been watching? I've been watching Young and Restless ever since I was about six years old. Oh, wow. Did you watch it with your yeah. mom or grandmother or aunt or something? Um, well, I watched it with my mom for a little bit, uh, but then, like, she wasn't really into the soap, so it was a lot of times when I would watch it, she would kind of rag on me, but I would whine until I got my way, and I'd get to watch it because I had to watch it. I just, I just, what started your interest in it? I I don't know. It's just like there was I don't know. There was I can't remember what the first episode was I was watching at the time. All I knew is something just got my interest, and it's just I, I got hooked on it from day one. I started watching it and. And then, like, I, so I was—I I believe I was watching it. I think when you started, and so you and Michael Damon have been my two top favorites, you know, ever since I've, I've watched it. I mean, if I had to oh, awesome. anybody, oh, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I've never had the pleasure of meeting you yet. Someday, hopefully. Um, so yeah. it's definitely a pleasure to be able to talk to you finally. And oh, I, that's, I, that's I, awesome. Have, you sent me a photograph a, a couple years back. I still have it. So. <laughs> we'll keep it because I'm not looking any better. <laughs> What's that again? Say that again. I said keep the photograph because I'm only getting older in real life. Well, you're still the handsomest guy on, on daytime TV, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, you're sweet, Eve. Thanks. I don't believe you, but thank you. <laughs> I don't pay my guests. I mean, I don't pay my callers. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Do you have a um, so we can go. Um, yeah, a couple things. Um, first of all, I was going to say that your storyline with Ricky—that just like—I know it's just TV, but it's like watching it. It's like I hated watching your character go through that. It just—I literally bawled my eyes out for you. I was just like, oh, was, thanks. I was like, wow. That makes me happy. I mean, not that you cried your eyes out, but that makes me happy that you were that in, that involved in it. That uh, that means uh, we're doing our jobs. Well, yeah. I was like, I hated that they made Paul's character go through that. That was just like insane. I mean, how did you prepare for that? Um, well, I, I mentioned uh, uh, to Doug earlier in the interview that uh, a, a lot of things came together. But I think the fact that um, uh it, it it not unlike that scene with uh uh patty is it it requires a real re- total immersion in uh in yeah. what what the character is doing and um uh it uh, uh i i just tried to open myself up and uh right. and uh, and and uh let it let it carry me 
and because it was so intense. Um, it was. It did. It just. Uh, um, I, I think I would be uh, more concerned about uh, uh, being able to come out of it at the other end because it is. Right. Uh, uh, it's. It, it, you, you, I, I've, I've, I hope I never find out, but I can't imagine right. anything worse than uh, than losing y- your kid, and then right. and then on top of that, you know, you you have to take take their life to save somebody else. So right. you know, it's pretty pretty heady stuff. Oh, I would have to sitting there watching. I'd have to agree. I was like, I I almost expected them to have you lose your mind as bad as Patty's. And I was like, please God, don't let them do that to him. (laughs) (laughs) I already got got him dealing with Patty in there and trying to deal with her on that. And I was like, we don't. I don't want to see him in there too. (laughs) Oh, it 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 was uh, it was really fun to do. I gotta say. because it did re- re- require the uh, uh, total commitment, and then I got to work with some great people. I mean, you know, Peter was uh, uh, really fantastic, and yeah, uh, um, he was good. <laughs> he yeah, was so good. I hated him. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he completely changed, and he, he brought a uh, you know on, on one of our last days, Paul's leaving, thinking right. that he might be able to repair. Uh, um, right. His relationship with his son and uh, mm-hmm. Peter hugged Paul before he went out of the uh, the room, and that was kind right. of like his goodbye to his his dad. And then he totally yeah. transformed into that evil guy that went back into uh, yeah. uh, that mode to kill Eden. Right. Oh, so we're to. talking with Eve about Eden. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and it wasn't me that got us tossed out of the garden, okay? I was yeah. framed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Eve, for calling. I got one more caller. One yeah, more so time. much, okay. and thanks for your compliments, too. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, quite I touched and flattered. I really appreciate it. Could I ask Thank you, you, Eve. Sure. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're here. Oh, I'm still there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to ask you, you know, before we start talking about this. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask you, if you had to pick all of all the different ladies that you've been with, for the few that you've actually been with on the show, who would you say would be the love of Paul's wife? Uh, probably uh, uh, probably Chris, because of the uh, 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 the duration. We uh, were right. friends first in the early right. 90s, and... Uh, um, uh, we worked f- with each other uh, day in and day out for right. probably the better part of 15 years. So right. um, she is, uh, I, I think, not only for Paul, but uh, even Doug. And there's, uh, you know, very few people that I'm not related to right. that I know as well as uh, right. I do Loralee. So, um, and that's just, you know, she's. we've gone through so much together. And I said... Right. Uh, earlier that uh, uh, she lost her dad the same year right. I lost my mom. They were two weeks apart. Uh, Bill right. had Alzheimer's. My mom had a brain tumor. So there were so oh, many wow. things we were going through at the same time. Right. And um, uh, so there's your there's your answer. And okay. and and Paul too. I don't know that uh, they right. ever really fell out of love. It it uh, right. Uh, 
it was yeah, manipulated. Yeah, you can see that. So, yeah, she's now DA, I think. Yeah, yeah believe District that, attorney. Right now? Yeah. yeah. She got Michael Baldwin's old job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we turned Michael right. into a good guy. Oh, one last question. Yeah. Springfield, right? Well, I didn't hear Hello? that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Your friend is at Springfield. Yes. How long have you known him? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, 74, 75. Wow. We're uh, we're lifetime friends. I've known him. Uh, he was in that acting class that I talked about. Um, right. Early on, yeah, he I was, was uh, contractually prohibited that. from writing music in the United States. So oh, wow. he turned his interest into uh, into uh, acting, and oh, wow. uh, uh, Vincent Chase was the uh, coach for all the contract players at Universal right. at one point, and right. so. Uh, his management team sent him to the workshop. That's where we met. And, oh, wow, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, it was great. We have, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was odd knowing someone from uh, the other side of the, the planet that had the very same interests uh, that I did growing up and uh, same sense of humor. And uh, we would yeah. get, uh, we would get separated in a professional acting class because we'd get the giggles and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I it was it, it was great, and uh, and to this day we uh, you know I I we pretty much uh, talk every couple of days. He's still very busy touring, and uh, uh, he was involved in the, the General Hospital 50th uh, anniversary. They had him uh, come back and sing uh, uh, Jesse's Girl, and uh, so um, it's. Uh, it's been a great relationship for me. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you so much for the call. Thank you. One Thanks so call. much. <laughs> okay, last caller is seven zero four. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hi, David. Um, this is Pam from North Carolina. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Well, well, we've and, got uh, yeah, we've got nothing but Doug's here today. <laughs> Um, oh, God, I'm sorry. I just realized what I said. This has been oh, a bad... Oh, that's okay. Anyway. Well, my, there's David in my last name, so you're not completely wrong. Well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just want to say, my first memory of you, it was before I started watching the show, but I just happened to turn on the TV one day, and uh, Paul and... God, I can't... Mel, um, Nikki, we're sitting. Oh yeah. Paul and Nikki were sitting on the park bench talking about something. I couldn't tell you what. Oh, probably sex. And uh, (laughs) well, I started watching about a year later, and uh, I've been watching ever since. Oh, that's great. What? What? When? What would the time frame have been when you started watching? It was around seventy-nine or eighty. Yeah. Okay. It was before the Abbots came on. Okay. And uh, so yeah, we were. Uh, it was we were probably talking about sex. We we went skinny dipping in the YMCA pool, and uh, we were up to those, you know, those hygiene things that those young people get involved in. <laughs> and I heard that an STD was involved. <laughs> uh, yes, that is true. 
Mm-hmm. That part I missed, but anyway. Well, uh, you're you're lucky. <laughs> uh, I still remember the burning sensation. <laughs> and I'll have to say one of my favorite memories of you, and I think there was one time in the 80s, there was a primetime show of The Young and Restless. Uh-huh. And uh, you got to show your rear end. <laughs> yes, I, I no, I was exposed. Uh, that was that was Bill's idea. He thought uh, we should have more realism in in our shows, and uh, it, I must say it was it was short lived. The uh, uh, I, I guess the network got three complaints, and oddly enough, the complaints came from people who who never saw the episode. So how you can complain about something without seeing it is beyond me, but it it created enough controversy that uh, uh, nobody wanted to go there. I think there were three of us that uh, exposed our buttocks, and it was uh, me first and Don Diamond, and I I think it was uh, uh, Peter Bergman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, At least I I got to expose mine uh, with Chris. But it, I yeah. tell you, it was it was a very odd scene to do, and our our crew, as always, was uh, really sensitive and kind, and uh, um, uh, uh, understanding. And uh, uh, Ed called me, who was our then uh, uh, our executive producer, called me, and I happened to be at the gym, and I said, "Well, apparently, Ed, I'm working out the wrong muscle group." So um, we well, uh, we figured out a way not to embarrass anybody and, and get it on the air. Well, it was a nice view. I enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Pam. We do need to wrap up now. <laughs> on that note, we yeah, have to wrap thanks, up. Yeah, thanks, Pam. Thanks for calling in. All right. <laughs> thanks for talking. Okay. You take oh. care. <laughs> Well, we got to end on your rump. So, uh, well, anyway, thank you so much. <laughs> we end on the end. Exactly. Yes. And we, and we, and the other day, when, during the month of uh, last month, when they were doing the uh, little intros before each episode, there was your intro, and you were talking about oh, right. your memories of Young and Restless, and, and you showed the uh, the Playgirl episode, the Playgirl out. And oh, right. That, that, uh-huh. was, that was a long time ago. I'll never forget when your on-screen mother saw that and she about fainted. Oh, that was so funny back then. Oh, oh I know. She was uh, she was so terrific. And, um, <laughs> you know, they they, uh, uh, they were, she, she was able to play it so straight with the, uh, a comedic edge to it. She uh, uh such a talented lady. And, and really, one, once again, I don't know where – where Bill gets his stuff, but uh, it, it was, um, I don't, I, I honestly um, uh, ha- have no idea, but I, I got to tell you, you read this stuff in the script and you can't put it down. And it was, it was quite funny. We had to do, I was uh, in uh, Canada doing a public appearance and uh, we had a, uh, uh, Tom Langan was our uh, associate producer, and he told me that we have to do a really quick photo session of uh, a centerfold. And, you know, it was kind of tricky because it can't be a center. I mean, it has to look like a centerfold without looking like, uh, uh, you know, you can't show your private parts, obviously. So, And I think out of the whole photo session, 
there was only one passable frame, and it was the one we we ended up using. Yeah. So. Yeah. Another good, good times. Another memory. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Doug, this has been a, a total and complete pleasure. I really uh, 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 appreciate the opportunity to uh, no uh, talk about uh, uh, the passion of my adult life. Exactly. Other than my and we, children. And we love you, if, of course. And we love you for it. We'd love to have you back on uh, in the future after Paul's got some more stuff under his belt. And, uh, yeah, you so bet. much. Happy anniversary next month for you, and, and happy 40th to Young and the Restless. All right, and, thank you and, so much. Uh, thanks to all your listeners yeah, for, uh, just like that, for watching. <laughs> yeah, just for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, just for old time's sake. Thanks, David. Uh, all right, have a great great night, Doug, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you too, Doug. Take all care. Right. All right, bye-bye. Bye for now. For a full archive of past shows and the upcoming schedule, check out onairwithdouglas.com. Do you need help getting promotion out to our thousands of listeners? Contact us at onairwithdouglas at gmail.com for more information. And be sure to check out our new weekly topical show, Sunday Nights. Until next time, thanks for listening to our show.